Wow, we made it back. I'm nervous. After like, how long? How long was it? Two months. Two months. It feels a lot longer. So we're back. Welcome to Back to Hustle. And so, if you guys first time tuning in, uh, I am she. Like inside feels weird. <laughs> it's different. It's different. We. Had, it took weird. us so long to set this up. It took us forever to figure out how to get our audio to work. I still don't know if it's gonna sound right, but I hope it does. I just sat here the whole time. Um, we have a new setup. Arlene has a big screen staring at it right there. I just have a camera that I don't know what I look like. I don't even know if the camera's on, so I hope it is. I've been wanting to do this um, again for so long just because I feel like we had something, and I think it was, it'd be a shame to not continue it. Yeah. And I know it was a little difficult because you just had a baby. We just had a baby, but you yeah. physically pushed out a baby. And kind of. that in itself was super crazy, hectic, traumatic, um, beautiful at the same time. And I think that's something that we haven't really talked about to any, because of COVID, we haven't talked to anybody about this. Mm-mm. Like we literally told like my sister, my parents, and a couple of your cousins. My parents. But outside of that, like we haven't really talked about it. No, it's and hard for me to talk about it. It's a little <laughs> difficult. I mean, it's, it was set up to be such a perfect play and everything did not go how you thought it'd go. Nope. I guess, yeah, just dive into it. I mean, we had... The baby. You can hear the baby in the background. So, <laughs> pause. Yeah. So yeah. So not even two minutes in, and we already got our first baby interruptions. We're gonna try to get as much as we can, and you know, a short amount of time at least. And also, the little freaking fire alarm thing keeps going off. Yeah, we're just a mess today. It's we're back at it. This is like a fresh take. Consider this episode number one. Okay, so I was, I think I was saying, I don't know where we can cut it. I was saying that we had a really good pregnancy, despite being pregnant during COVID, as we talked about in one of our previous episodes. Um, We figured out a way to enjoy our pregnancy, whether it was just taking trips on our own, whether it was just um, having photo shoots on our own, going out to eat. It was just like the little things that really, really made it memorable and fun for us. I guess we can start on Sol's due date. She was due on November 6th. Yeah. And she didn't come any time near that. We had a feeling that she was going to be here like way before that, yeah. like near Halloween. The doctor gave like, us signs like, I don't think she's going to make it to 40 weeks. We think mm-hmm. she's going to be here earlier. You're good. You're, you're, everything looks perfect. Like you should be having the baby anytime, any day now. Yeah. So we got super excited. And obviously like every day that went by, we were just waiting and like waiting for the moment. And it just never came. So I started getting a little stressed out. Um, it didn't help that people were calling, like my family was calling me and or like, People were just texting us asking, like, is Soul here yet? Yeah. Things adding like more that. Pressure. Adding more pressure, like, s- setting guest dates and things like that, which is, like, super normal because I feel like everyone does that for everyone's pregnancy. But I think for everything that we had gone through, um, it was just adding a lot more stress on me. Shit hit the fan on the Saturday before Soul was actually born. Yeah. We were sitting here. <laughs> we had, like, a movie night, and I really wanted hot chocolate. So I texted my parents, and I was like, can you guys bring me hot chocolate? And so they brought me hot chocolate with whole milk. And it's so funny because um, I drank the hot chocolate and that night I started feeling itchy. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, is it because we don't drink whole milk? Like we drink almond milk. We drink, we don't drink like cow milk. Um, can I be allergic or can I have be having some like funny reaction to like, I'm getting itchy now, <laughs> just thinking about it. Um, funny reaction to the whole milk. And I kind of like didn't think about it, put it in the back of my head and we like fell asleep the night, whatever. Yeah. And then the next day it was Sunday Sunday night comes along and I'm just so freaking itchy. And I think I have a high pain tolerance. Well, after this story, you probably think I don't have a high pain tolerance. <laughs> but um, I thought I had a high pain tolerance. So I was like, I don't know like why I'm so itchy. It was just really, really bad. Pero me aguante. Like, I always just kind of like 
go the furthest that I can. And then it got really bad, like at three in the morning that night. So it's it's crazy enough to be pregnant. It's crazy enough to have this going on. But like as a partner, like speaking from the male standpoint or the partner standpoint, when she had that allergic reaction and she's like, I'm itchy, like she's crying hysterically. Like the, she's like my insides, like I can't take it. And I'm just like, what the fuck do I do? Like, I literally have no idea. There's no fucking research we did online. We didn't expect yeah. for any of this stuff. So I'm like, yo, let's just call a hospital. You know, yeah. They have and a, we started Googling stuff and then like, it was like two, it's one the, of it's two the worst things. thing to, yeah, to Google, Google though. Like at 3 a.m. It's like, you have cancer in your toe. Like it's <laughs> the most trivial thing and you think you have it. So, yeah. you know, we call the hospital like around three in the morning. Um, and we, the fucking doctor on call was she was lucky fucked up. Like, yeah. She didn't really give a fuck. She didn't. So we call and... It wasn't my doctor. I think the way it works, you call and they give you whoever's on call. They give yeah. you like, ask the question and then they're like, if it's urgent, they'll call your doctor. Even if it's like 3 a.m., they'll call your doctor, wake them up and then the doctor will call you back. Yeah. But for our situation, I don't think they classified it as urgent. No, I... I yeah, they So did. they gave us the person on... The doctor on, on call. call. And I was like, you know what? My partner is super itchy. She's like having this crazy rash this reaction she's like crying hysterically like what do we do is the baby in danger like do we go to the hospital what's what and we kind of gave them our symptoms and i think we fucked up because we self-diagnosed ourselves with pups is from what we read online yeah and then they're like you which know is what? like a pregnancy rash yeah and they're like you know what it sounds like it could be pups you're right and the only thing you can do is get benadryl and i'm like yeah is that three in the morning safe like how much can she take she's like just take benadryl and call your doctor in the morning and we're just like what okay. the fuck you know so we hung up we figured it's not something we can go to the hospital like we don't know what to do we you went to downey know. i don't yeah. know how i knew that the one in downey was open 24 7 24 7 so we rushed over there you were crying in the car i felt like i was, was so bad racing to the emergency room is how i felt like because i didn't know if that would fix and like me. there's one thing sorry to cut you off but like just to show how itchy it was there's one thing like if you have a pica and like you're itchy in one spot and like that's cool because that's tolerable, it was your whole right? body it was literally my whole body like my head itched back here itched my your eyes insides is how you how you described it to me was so <laughs> scary because you're like my insides feel like they're tearing apart and like, you didn't know what to do yeah and i felt like i was on fire yeah and i, and was, I have photos we can insert photos yeah. of like my tummy my eyes were like puffy like it looked like i had red eyeshadow on the back of my like eyelids um all of this was itchy. My stomach was itchy. It had bumps. Yeah. And then right here it was like bumpy, itchy, like just everything. I was, was freaking terrible. out just as much as her, to be honest. So we get to CVS. We get the Benadryl. She pops two pills. Um, pops two. It doesn't really do much. So we drive back mm -hmm. home. By the time we get home, I think you felt a little bit better. Mm -hmm. But we had done some, I think I found like cornstarch and lemon. Some of the things that I found online. Baking soda. Baking soda. And I don't know what the fuck I made. I know. Like a paste. And we tried that. You know, we did a ton of different things. But luckily, the Benadryl did kick in a little bit. We were able to sleep a little bit. Yeah. And the next morning, we called our doctor. Yeah, and I called my We OB. had an appointment set for Wednesday. Tuesday. Tuesday. And we said, you know what? Is there any way we can come see you today? And they squeezed us in. Yeah, on that Monday. We went to the doctor. And the doctor kind of, same thing we said, it, it could be pups. And the problem with pups is there's no no nothing you can do to stop it. The only thing that can make it go away is to deliver the baby. Yeah, so, and she said even after that, it can last a couple of weeks. Yeah. But the, the quickest solution is delivering the baby. Yeah. And we had already set the appointment for Tuesday, and Tuesday she said she was going to recommend a deduction on Thursday. So she's like, if you're already having this rash, we can... And I was 40 weeks You are 40 at weeks that already. Point. Yeah. They're like, we can schedule an induction for tonight at 2 a.m. And we're just like, you know what, yeah. like... The week before, I had my weekly checkup, and... um 
I was already about three centimeters dilated yeah. the week before, and I was about 75% effaced. Yeah. And in order to have your baby or to start delivering, you have to be 100% effaced and you have to be 10 centimeters dilated. So in my head, I was like, we're already getting there, we're on right? Track. We're on track. So I let her sweep my membranes. And again, like, I don't know, I have like this whole thing now against like doctors. And like, if I were to have another kid, I'd probably do like a birding center, like Barry like doesn't like to hear this, but like I'm kind it's of whatever. traumatized. So she swept my membranes that night. And then we were like, we're going to go home, we're going to sleep. And then we're just going to go to this induction at 2 a.m. and hope for the best. So we come home. It was fine. The rash had gone down a little bit at that point. Mm -hmm. The rash had gone down. We came, we slept. We like watched a movie. Um, My mom made me soup. Like it was really, really chill. And then an hour before we're supposed to leave for the induction, um, I have a crazy rash attack but this was probably the worst one i had and i had another flare-up after and it's crazy because like we had plans to leave the house like around midnight to get there by two have everything ready but yeah. we you get anxiety you're like you I don't got know what really to do. bad anxiety we got the rash hitting you and we're just like what the fuck do we do do we leave earlier do we try to go to the er like what is protocol we don't know because yeah we've never heard of this so we leave a little bit early we take a benadryl we go to the hospital. By the time we get to the parking lot, she calms down. You feel a little bit better. Yeah, I felt better by the so time I got there. we waited out. We go into our normal induction at 2 o'clock. And we just have... 2 in the morning. Okay, guys. We start at 2 a.m. <laughs> and that's that we didn't sleep the night before because of the rash. And then we went to the doctor. And then we took like an hour nap. Baby. Yeah. Baby. Maybe. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, rash attack. I can't take it. Like, let's just go to the induction. And it's like, all right, it's 2 a.m. all of a sudden. So we go in, we tell the nurses and everybody, like, yo, this is the situation. She has this rash. We don't know what it is. We're assuming it's pups. Um, but is there any way we can calm it down? So same thing. They really had no solution, but they hooked you up to all the IVs. They yeah. got you the Pitocin. They did all that kind of stuff. And luckily, it subsided a little bit. And I think it has something to do with the IV that probably helped you. Yeah. I don't know exactly, but I'm just assuming because, you know, I watch Grey's Anatomy, so I'm kind of like a doctor. <laughs> the setup was just so beautiful. The like, setup was I... like magical it had yeah. scenery to the city with you the have lights i have a video yeah. of it we'll put it out together i had bought these little um led candles to set up around the room everything yeah. was dark there was like john legend music going on like everything was set we had a really like cool playlist for soul's arrival yeah um our doula was in there with us it was just burying our doula um those were the only two people technically allowed uh, according to the to cedar's hospital rules mm-hmm. Um, the first nurse we got, she was all right. She was pretty cool. Um, after the Pitocin hit, I started getting contractions. But I started feeling like mild, mild, like baby contractions well, when we were still about, at the house, when yeah. we got to the parking lot. Um, so once the Pitocin kicked in, I got contractions. Like, immediately. Immediately. It's crazy because um, I had plans to like, document the whole thing, obviously. I had my cameras ready. I had everything, yeah. tripods and everything ready to go. But everything happens. So everything fast. happens so fucking fast. Yeah, like it's not what I expected. So mm-hmm. we get in, they get you the pitocin, and that shit works like instantly, just because you were already like dilating. Yeah. You're getting contractions. So then, um, you know, I get the the birthing ball. I blow it up. Yeah, you're sitting down. You're standing up. We're moving. We're swaying. And there was really no time to grab a camera and document any of that shit. When I was in labor, I literally went into a different world. Like my doula was there to support us yeah but i kind of feel bad because i ended up like not even like listening to you her you really said everybody shut the fuck up and let me do me yeah i, don't I think know. you said that verbatim really i said that out loud like you were very like i don't remember you were like don't touch me to yeah. me and i'm just like all right fuck it, I, just stand right here. I don't remember a lot of things but i went into like this like arlene world and i was just like 
you're going to focus and like it's going to happen and if it's going to hurt, whatever, we're, we're just going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. So I remember just like bouncing on the ball like by myself, like, all right, figuring it out. I think I did a pretty good job, but shit just didn't pan out the way I expected it or like wanted to because obviously it was an induction. So I do feel like everything was super rushed. Um, but the contractions hit. They were painful. Remind you, there was no epidural at this point. Yeah. So I got to six centimeters, seven centimeters. We got to six centimeters. And I think what really messed us up is that we obviously went in at 2 a.m. We didn't have any sleep. Yeah. And you were physically exhausted. Like you I were obviously so contracting. You were going through all this pain, all the motions. And all you wanted to do was lay down. I and just I wanted to lay down comfortably. And I felt so bad because you physically said you couldn't lay down. It was too painful. And they told us if you think and it's so great. And I keep t I always tell you this because every time we watch YouTube videos or every <laughs> to prep for labor or like when I see Instagram stories or stuff like that, like women are literally laying in the bed like with contractions. And I'm like, how the how do you do that? Like, I just wanted to sit and stand like there was no way I could have laid and like actually had a contraction. Yeah. And I think that's why I wanted to lay down because I just wanted to be comfortable yeah. or like sleep. I want I was tired. I was so tired. And they told us like, yo, if you think this is bad, like after six centimeters, if we break your water, it's going to get 10 times worse. So if you want to get that badura, we recommend doing it now. And our plan was always to go natural, but I think at that point it, w it was just the exhaustion that hit so yeah. hard. Plus, and I looked at you and I was just kind of like, you like, Tell me what to do. You kind of gave me, yeah, you made me do the call. And I'm just like, ah. <laughs> I was down for either one. Either either way at the end when we finished the story, like, I felt everything. <laughs> I really did. Like, I had, I think, I don't know. I, I don't want did. to, like, I don't, I hate when, like, people make their story feel like it's the worst thing on the planet when, like, other people have That's it true. worse. So That's I true. don't mean to do that at all. Um, but for personally, I feel like, from what i know about labor i think we labored every, every which way possible yeah so yeah <laughs> um we did you know I, I made the call to get that epidural i know we didn't plan on that but i think at that point i literally looked at you and i was just kind of like help me. i like, saw the exhaustion in I your do? eyes i saw the tire i saw everything and i'm just like you know what it makes the most sense to get her comfortable at least for the next however long yeah. it takes i don't uh, even know how many hours we had been in labor at that point yeah like at all i just know that it happened so fast we came in at three centimeters and then out of nowhere like all these contractions hit and then we were at six yeah we got to six and at that point we got the epidural i remember because we went in it was pitch black dark outside because the windows were all wide open you could yeah. see the city and then by the time we got the epidural i think the sun started rising so it had to be like five six in the morning at that point okay i think everybody's curious to know like from a guy's point of view before we finish this story because it gets worse <laughs> like how how bad was it because i i don't know how to explain how bad it was what part I guess like the laboring, because that's truly what most of the laboring was. I think you're good with pain, but you were very on your like very standoffish, very like you know me and Ardula Jess had a plan. You know, we I had, didn't mean to. I apologize. After. We had like the sways, the dancing, the breathing, the s soothing words, all this shit, and you were just like, "Don't touch me, stop talking." So I'm just like, you're in the bouncing ball. I'm right behind you, just like in case you fall, in case you move. I'm here. I'm holding. You know, I don't know what to do. When we were swaying, I was like, I guess this is my role. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, I mean, you we have a really cute video of that, too. For the most part, I don't know part, if you thought it was cute at that point. I think you kind of took lead, obviously, and you led the entire way. I was just kind of there as support and in any way I could. Um, but yeah, seeing you in pain and it was just like, this is rough. But I think you took it pretty well pre-epidural. I think you yeah. had you not. Shit's crazy. I, I honestly think if we didn't have 
the induction at 2 a.m. If it was somewhere where we had some rest, I think, it been great. I think you would have been able to do it with no yeah. epidural. So we get the epidural around probably like 5, 6 in the morning because I remember the I sun was coming up. Oh, that's and I'm pretty sure they fucked up. I'm pretty sure I they remember, poked you twice. Yeah. So you have to like bend forward to get the epidural. And this is in between and contractions. So like they have in to. Between, and they didn't give a fuck about me having contractions. They had to I'm wait. Sorry. They had to wait in between contractions that poke you and then while you're having contractions either they pull out or they like i don't know what but but they didn't because i specifically remember being like it's I'm, coming uh, it's coming and they're like it's okay it's, it's okay and i'm just like and I'm, I'm, I'm standing in front of her holding her as she bends forward so i can't physically see the behind where they're yeah. poking her and shit but it was the anesthesiologist and i'm assuming like a resident i don't know after watching Grey's anatomy we feel like we know every single thing that happens in a so hospital so maybe it i'm was pretty sure i'm pretty sure yeah. it was a resident and she poked and it was kind of like awkward like it didn't yeah. work okay so i'm hovering over like berries in front of me we're like holding hands and i'm just like he needed to hold me because i was like not physically yeah. capable of like being forward whatever so she goes in one time like barry said and i'm like and i she was kind of done, so I turn around and I see a needle and I see blood and I look at Barry and I tell and they I don't think they spoke Spanish I hope they didn't but I was like I said something in Spanish like nuntro or like some shit like that yeah like probably something smartassy, um and you were kind of like I don't think so but I don't think you wanted to yeah. say that because I was just gonna like I'm about to like they're in my back they can like paralyze me <laughs> like I just see them getting all the gauze and like cleaning up the blood yeah. and just like and like I for sure saw the needle in the back so I knew that didn't go in the first yeah. time so then the guy he was, kind of, he was kind of a dick remember super dickish and I was like I can either go off or like that's my back so like I can probably like should probably stay quiet but he remember he kept saying like hover oh, well, he just told he me he was something. just very like very rude just like he didn't care it's kind of like it's, care. it's another it's another, it's another fucking, lady in pain like yeah, this like, is nothing to me and i got the, i got another one coming so it's kind of yeah whatever. so finally i think they did it again mm -hmm. and then it worked whatever and after that we were chilling i did nap a little bit which was really nice and then you napped just napped and then it's crazy how the epidural just kicked in and it was very like you like i said you lay down you nap we napped i and understand why women say like don't be a superhero like just get the because it's so <laughs> night and day mm -hmm. and i think they they came in, checked you every couple hours, and by the time it was like 10, 11 a.m., they're like, oh, you're basically about to have yeah. this kid. Oh, my God. Okay, so I just remember waking up, and I told – so we had a nurse, Andre. He yeah. was so dope. He was a really good nurse. Shots of nurses, yo. They do everything. Yeah, they do everything, and it's so funny because I also thought he was like a perfect – candidate for one of my friends he was definitely one of your friends type <laughs> and i was like he's so her type like in my head laying down but i was like this is probably inappropriate to like say this like during my labor so i just like yeah. i think i was also like kind of like on high talk and like asking stupid questions and whatever yeah. it was kind of funny at one point so we woke up and i remember like you guys we all woke up at one point and i was i, I told him i was like i think i'm ready like yeah. i think i'm ready i couldn't feel anything i think they, they checked you and then they're like yes yeah, so you, you're yeah. about to have this kid they're like 10 centimeters and, and I, I started crying remember yeah we were like yo this is it it's gonna happen and they were like you're, you're gonna have a baby so by lunchtime excited. yeah and the ob comes in and she's like it was like 10 and she's like the baby should be here by like noon and yeah. we're like oh my god so i don't know how many hours that is because i'm bad at math but we got there at 2 a.m it was 10 a.m and we were ready to go we were so excited that was probably like what eight so hours we labored for that entire time and yeah. then it's crazy because andre kind of got us started as to like positioning your legs like this let's practice pushing and i didn't realize yeah. like the, it was it the like, practice was really the start of you pushing he, yeah. was, he was like get comfortable with it get mm -hmm. familiar with it so and once I, the OB comes, like, I, show, like, I do a little yeah, bit more. Yeah. I was holding your left leg, and Andre was holding your right leg, and we kind of pushed you in, like, a crunch. 
while you pushed and we try to figure out that maneuver yeah. and then the ob came and, and it just it went it from being time. it went from being a practice run to being like the run in like a matter of minutes which yeah is crazy. so and maybe we're like super naive and like that's i don't know i think i think we just like, i expected <laughs> it was <our> first time <laughs> i expected to have opportunities to get video to get photo yeah. but everything was so hands-on everything was so like on the fly and like there was no opportunity to do any of that the first hour went by and we were kind of like waiting to see if anything happened nothing happened the hour went by so fast and i was still like encouraged i was like let's go yeah. like let's do this like we're gonna pop this baby out right now and I think at that point you don't know how long this shit takes yeah. like you don't know what's the average like birth. Actually, and I don't remember 100% but I think it was at the second hour that she was like I think she did the ultrasound yeah. at the second hour and she's like oh your baby's positioned like still like kind of like at your pelvis like mm -hmm. the head's like tilted so she's like I'm gonna try to like bring her out and I was like cool so the second hour every time we push she would put, put her, her hand, hand in, in there and like try to grab the baby out and every single contraction <laughs> and Grindy. Grindy. I, after the second and during the second hour um she was like i think maybe the epidural is not letting you feel everything oh, how you, right. you, right. you should be feeling it um and she's like you had planned to go natural anyway um <laughs> so let's wean you off she's like let's wean you off the epidural and see what happens it's crazy because at first she said let's go 50 percent." you did 50 percent, and oh yeah i did 50 percent off <laughs> yeah 50 percent epidural 50 first and um come on now like nothing changed so then, what do you mean? Nothing. Oh, like, for the baby coming down, I thought the whole thing. No, I remember at fifty percent, you were like, I don't, I, nothing really feels different. Really, you, you were fine. And then she was like, All right, well, let's lower it more. And I think she went down yeah. to twenty five percent until she completely cut it. And at that point is when you felt it. And yeah, like, I felt she started telling everything. you how to push, where to push, the direction. Of, like it was different, and you felt it all. Yeah. So we were kind of like, All right, this is how kind of how we have to do it for the next hour. Yeah. So she, no epidural, shoving her hand up there. Um, trying to take out the baby the baby's not coming down and then after that second hour she looks at me and she's like if the baby doesn't start making any progress like you might need a c-section no that's the third hour into the third hour yeah. going into the third hour yeah and i just start crying i was like that was the last no. thing we planned for we didn't want that i mean our, our when we went to the ob every time was like we don't want a C-section and we want to minimize tearing if possible. Yeah. Those are the two things that we... We did it all. We did massages. The perineal massages. Like everything. We did everything by the book, as you can imagine. And everything was just kind of going in a complete 360. Yeah. And it was like, this is not how we planned. This is not what we prepared for. We like, we did everything. Like, yeah. how is this happening? How is this? What's, what the fuck's going on? Mm -hmm. So it was going into the third hour that she says that. And I started crying my eyes out and just freaked out or do this she yeah. was like no, no no like you're gonna be fine you're gonna be fine i think you freaked out i freaked the because you were out. hysterically crying and it yeah. was just you kind of almost gave up and i'm just like no let's let's keep going yeah but i didn't give up she, she like said, i don't know how like and i don't even think pushing for two hours is like a long time i yeah. don't know somebody tell me comment below <laughs> is it a long time it's not a long time i have no idea because i feel like I hear people have 72-hour labors and, like, 50-hour labors, but I think that's because they don't dilate. But that's in this labors. Case, that's not pushing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> point is that we're in the third hour, and she said that I might need a C-section. I was like, said, I'm going to get this baby out. Like, she said after four hours, they really recommend um, no longer to push and go for the C-section because it can damage you and the baby. Yeah. So, my inside so they're like let's give it another hour because she knew you really didn't want it so she's like right, let's keep that. going yeah so we go in for the third hour and like it was 
so emotional like you're whispering in my ear like every time we're pushing like i forgot I what like, but it, yeah like, you got go. this like, like she's let's coming go. She's yeah be here like we're gonna have a beautiful baby everything you can think of so i'm like with everything that i have in my entire existence pushing and pushing and pushing i think the nurses were like amazed the doctor was clearly like and sh- like you literally gave that shit everything, everything. And this whole time, Barry's holding my legs, Andre's holding, or you're holding my left leg, Andre's in the other leg, the OB's in front of me shoving her hand, and they're trying to do the best she can to, like, take soul out, and it's not happening, like, it's just not She said happening. that she, she moved her head, but that she just pulled back out. Yeah. Like, her head just positioned back in, in a weird angle, so she couldn't get her out. Yeah, so the third hour goes by, and I'm just, like broken at that point we told her like if you can't pull her out yeah i literally looked at her and i and i was just like fucking irritated because nothing was happening and i was like there was one point where i had no epidural she shoved her hand in there and literally yelled out her her name name. (laughs) and she she was like i'm glad you told me like not to do that but i think at that point honestly like knowing what i know now is just super helpless like it was just not gonna happen Um, so we're going into the fourth hour and she's like, this is the fourth hour. She's like, this is last call for alcohol. Like this is, yeah. And if nothing happens, like we're cutting you up. I think this is one of those, like, remember the Titans fourth quarter, like you give it all, like you're fucking leave it all in the field. Like we crazy, like the intense pushes that you pushed out, the fucking yells, the fucking nails in my skin like everything like i don't think you could have done more to be honest and at, at one point i got scared because i thought you physically were gonna like hurt yourself i thought you were gonna get like a heart attack or something like you're thinking <laughs> oh the God. worst thing i'm thinking the worst things possible because of and i'm just like i just need this baby to come out right now like at that point i wasn't even like i didn't care yeah. like i didn't care what happened like i just wanted the baby to come out because we needed the baby to come out and like that's what was supposed to happen like i was just we're just gonna push and like we're gonna push as hard as you can and i'm also like defeated because we didn't take any uh, you can't take breaks yeah but it was just i don't know it was just crazy so um we get to the end of the fourth hour and fourth hour and uh we, get, we got one last push and the doctor just said, you know what, at this point, I don't think... I'm going to drink my coffee so I don't cry. At, th- at this point, I don't think we can uh, do much more, and we yeah. should probably get into a, a C-section. Start prepping for... Start prepping for a C-section. The OR, as they say in Grace. And <laughs> that shit was intense also. So the whole time I pushed, too, like, everything is just so sad to me. But the whole... I think this is the saddest part. <laughs> I can't say... It's okay, okay. shut up. <laughs> I couldn't look at you in the territory push. I know. And I would look at Jess because I couldn't look at her because she was like in the corner. It's okay. And I just... <laughs> Stop. I wasn't supposed to cry. This is the only episode I like cute into. <laughs> I would look at Jess and I'd just like look at her and I'd give her the look like how do I get myself... Like help me. Like help me. Help myself. Yeah. And there was literally like nothing to do. And... I couldn't look at you like for the life of me. Yeah, I think you felt defeated. I think you felt upset. I think you you said you were telling me like, "What? Do we, let's go home. Like, what what are we doing? Like, 
I, I don't want to be you here. It's like I regret. Like you, you're like I regret everything, and I'm just like, don't say those things. Like it's gonna be okay. We're gonna, you know, even if we have a C-section, like our baby's gonna be here in a matter of hours. Like we're gonna be okay. She's gonna be here. She's gonna be healthy. She'll be fine. I try to say as much positive things as I could, but you were emotionally done, physically done, and mind you, we're up since two a.m. Like you had a couple, you had a nap in between that, but you're physically exhausted. Like all the pushing, all that stuff. So. They purpose for um, surgery, and they basically tell us, like, we're leaving this room where we had all our stuff set up, all of our bags, all of our everything. And they're like, you're going to need to, we're going to take Arlene. You can't be there, they tell me, like, until we put her under anesthesia because it's a sterile environment. So you're going to have to wait outside. I'm just like, at that point, I'm just like, Arlene's hysterically crying. I can't leave her. Like, what the fuck? And so they give me a gown. They give me the shoes. They give me the cap. They're like, put this on. Dude, wait, wait and the us. worst part is, like, we never looked into like the C-section. So I think this was like, I, I, my eyes were closed the whole time. I was crying the whole time. Like I saw, I didn't know what was happening. Like yeah. I didn't know, like I, my eyes were closed. So, yeah, like, we didn't realize I didn't know where the fuck what? I was going. Like I didn't know where Barry went. Like I honestly, I don't even think I cared like what happened. The, I had no idea like what recovery was like. I knew what the process finish, yeah. was like, like more or less, but I never like really did research, which I regret because like that just was not like the plan because I know like nothing ever goes as planned, but in my head like I everything was right you know everything was going in the right direction, um so we were like I said on track to have like a normal delivery, um so even with the doctor asked me like do you have any questions I was like I don't give a fuck about anything right now like nothing you say yeah. like she was trying to give me a pep talk like saying like you're so strong and I was just like. I looked at her and was you like... You literally said, like, save it. I was like, stop talking. Like, I, I don't want to hear it. And she was like, holy fuck. Um, <laughs> it's pretty bad. And I had my eyes closed the entire time. Like, I literally cried the entire time. I cried the entire time. I don't yeah. think I ever stopped crying. Um, and I think just because I was disappointed, I felt like I failed. I felt like my body failed. Like, now I know... If I knew now... If I knew then what I know now, like, I don't think I would have felt as bad. I think yeah. there are many components of, like, my body and psychologically and, like, all the stress and, like, It was stuff a lot like of that. emotions to kind of go through at the, at the moment. Yeah. And we didn't, ex we didn't count for any of that kind of stuff. So it was, it was very difficult. Yeah. Um, I'll let you tell it from your point of view because I had my eyes closed the entire time. So, so I have no point of view. So whatever. So they, they get us out of the room where we were at, where we had all our bags. Jess, our doula was there. They kind um, of like basically just kicked her out, kicked which her. I feel we so bad about, yeah, but realize, I had no idea. We didn't realize any of this until after mm -hmm. the fact. So they prep you, they get the bed, they put you in a gown and all that kind of stuff. And they throw all our stuff's in a cart and they push, they are going to take it out somewhere. I don't know where they're going to take it. So Jess is kind of wrapping up our stuff, putting it in the cards. They, the bed rolls out of the room and goes into the operating room. So I'm following the bed. The bed goes into this big white, which you expect so the operating scary. room to look like. And I can't go inside, but I can see when the bed goes in, how they, how they set you up and like the four or five doctors are in there. So they take me into the room. Um, I'm in the room. It's cold in there. What I remember is that I, I was pissed. Like, and when I get pissed, I get pissed and I don't want to see anybody and I don't want to talk to anybody, but I didn't have a choice. Um, so I'm pissed. And I remember they're like putting me onto the different bed, which is like the bed where they're going to operate. And then I'm crying still. So one of the guys that's there, I don't know what his role is, but he's like, like, what's her deal? 
And my doctor looks at him and she's like, she doesn't want to be here right now. And because mind you, C-sections are very common. They're very easy procedures to in general. Like this is just they knock it out. Like a yeah. baby will be in and out like ten minutes. And yeah, they wrap and you they up. go about it like it's just another day. Like they were talking about shopping, like at, I think like the Irvine yeah. Spectrum or something. Yeah. Like while they're operating me, and you're just kind of like. And again, they're normal procedures, but it just to us, like we, for what we endured and what we experienced before that, like it wasn't. It was a lot. It was a lot to take in. So they put me on the table that happened and the doctor looks, or she talks to me because my eyes are still closed and I'm still crying. And she's like, is there music that you want to listen to? Like typically that helps you, um, like you relax, blah, blah. And I'm still on my, like, don't talk to me. So the room was quiet and all you can hear was them talking the entire time. Um, and then they put the, what is this called? They cover it so yeah. you can't see. Um, and then they start doing like, they put the little blade on your body to yeah. see if you can, ha if you feel sensation or not, because you're not supposed to feel anything from your stomach down. Um, and they did it one time to me and I still felt something and that freaked me out a little bit. Like inside I didn't react to it. Um, that freaked me out because I was like, God damn it. Like, am I going to feel something like yeah. when they actually cut me? Um, and then I was like, I still feel it. And so they did it again. And once they did it again, I didn't feel anything anymore. And I think at that point it was like, all right, we're ready to go. And then you came in. Not yeah. So they say it should take 10 minutes for her to get her anesthesia in. And then after that fact, you can come in. So I'm sitting outside in this chair outside of the operating room, just kind of like, what? do I expect? And like your parents are blowing me up and I don't know why your, your parents were outside of the hospital and they couldn't, yeah, they couldn't they go in the room, out. but they, they freaked out because they didn't hear from us for so long. So her mom called me and was like, yeah, what's going because on? Because I think you told them the baby should be hurt. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, then every, and then they didn't hear from and us. They so they freaked, out. they freaked out. Um, I told them we were going to have a C-section and they were freaking out also because they knew that's not what we wanted. Yeah. And so I'm waiting outside at that point. Um, 10 minutes passed by, nothing, 15 minutes passed by. I think it was like 20 minutes and I was just like thinking the worst, like what's taking so long, what's going on, like panicking. Like I've seen too many fucking movies and shows to like, <laughs> it's the worst. Be happy. So then we go Be inside. Confident. So then I go inside. You're laid out with your arms wide across like that. Oh my God, I'm so traumatized. And Every time I see Grays now with like the arms wide open, I'm just like. And that. you're like shivering. Like your your mouth so your cold. teeth are like clanking <laughs> and like you're cold and you're like I can't breathe and I had like all the meds at this point and you told me you couldn't breathe and then you were like freaking out and I told the nurse I was like oh she said she can't breathe and she I was like I felt like I couldn't breathe had they started operating it I believe yeah so. I think so because I think everything happened so fast because the baby came out like that but I was you're laying there with the arms out and you're shivering and it's funny because we had seen um videos of this of like yeah. people shivering and i was just like being in there and like being the person you know getting operated on is like crazy and i was shaking a lot and like no matter what you do you can't stop shaking like yeah. you can't control so that, yourself that freaked me out the nurse that said, freaked me out the nurse said like no we're monitoring her she's okay she has like oxygen she's fine and that, yeah that but the like, whole time i was like barry i can't breathe like yeah. i can't breathe so I'm, I'm like they give me a stool to be like right at your head while you're laying down i don't know what the fuck to expect and, you know, once I get in there, I think it takes, like, less than 10 minutes, and the baby comes out. I can't talk about it. What? She had a lot of hair. Yeah, she had a lot of hair. We were both like, what? We are like, whose kid is this? <laughs> she had so much hair. That's the one thing we noticed from her, like, yeah, like, the hair. She had a lot of hair, like, <laughs> when they showed her over the film. When the baby came out, you looked at someone, you started crying. 
and then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's our baby and then i think we had like the oh shit she has a lot of hair moment and then yeah. they asked me do you want to hold her and i couldn't like there was no way so i said give give her to him yeah. and you took her uh, but i think and it was I don't know what happened it was that. it was hard because like i was holding on to you and like to hold on to the baby and i think they took the baby to go weigh her and do all the things you went you, with her I went right. with her to go cut the umbilical cord. I did all that, and that was a crazy moment. And that shit felt weird. It's not what I expected to feel, to be honest. I think I'm sad about that because I, I think I still tell you, like, you're the first one to hold her. So, like, yeah. I'm still sad about that. But also, like, I didn't get to experience that. Yeah. So that was kind of hard, too. It was just such a weird situation, not what we expected. But ultimately, like, I still look back at it and think, you know what? Our baby's healthy. She came out fine. Like, everything she had, She's you know, so long. 10 fingers, 10 toes. Everything was normal. So that was the best, most important thing to me. Um, So once the baby's out, you think you're done. But it takes another 45 minutes to oh wrap you back up. Oh, my God. Yes. And I was still pissed. Yeah. I was over it. Like, I had been over it. So I literally looked up and I was like, are you almost done? Like, with my little attitude. And she's like oh no we have yeah. another 45 minutes and now after seeing like videos of c-sections there's like layers six layers that they need to sew up and like cut through to have all this happen yeah. so that's what they did and then but fast yeah, forward fast forwarding you know they t we wrapped up they took us to like a brief like room to check yeah. your vitals and all that kind of and stuff and i think at that point i was okay because you saw the baby and I you got to baby. hold her on the way out and like you held her the whole time yeah so I think that kind of puts you in a better emotional state. Like, this yeah. is our kid. And, like, we FaceTimed our parents. They saw the baby. Um, it was a very emotional experience. And it was kind of like, oh, shit, like, she's here. Like, this is yeah. ours. Like, now what? Yeah. But So they take us from that room and we go into, they transport us to an actual, like, I guess, our room room. Our room room where you sleep and stay and watch the baby and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So right there, you have dedicated nurses that come in. They check you. They make sure you have ice, water. If you can, if you can eat, they give you like yogurts and. Can we tell that story real quick? Arlene hadn't <laughs> eaten. Arlene hadn't ate since two a.m. the day before, so she and was I starving. Love to eat, if you know they me, all, they said you know it might take a couple hours, if not a day, for you to like be able to eat. Um, <laughs> but they're like, if you can, you can have jello. You can have jello and pudding. So you, they brought you jello and pudding, and you were able to eat it. And you were like, can I have more? And they're like, yeah, if you can, like if, six if you can hold it down, you can have it. So they gave you more. You had like six of them. And I think the last one was like a pudding and you threw it all up. Yo, I. They had to come and clean the entire like, bed. like fucking Halloween, like slime. Yeah. I threw up and then they had to come clean my whole bed. But Cedars was an amazing place to be recovery, to have recovery yes. in because you had oh, your dedicated nurses. Oh my God, yes. They had lactation specialists. We had yes. one nurse in particular, Bahar. Bahar, I love you. If who, you ever watch this. You're the best. You're the shit. You know, she saw us physically like done. Yeah. Like it was night two and we hadn't slept. And she's like, you know what? You guys need to sleep. If the baby cries, I'll come in, yeah, I'll change her baby. diaper, I'll feed her, I'll swaddle her, whatever. You guys sleep. Yeah. So we were able to get a little bit of sleep in and, you know, we stayed, we stayed there for three days. We stayed there for three days and the only reason we stayed there for an extra day, we were only supposed to be there two days, yeah. which like in no world, I'm sorry, like if you're a badass and you get up and you're fucking all good after a C-section, shout out to you because that was not the case. My yeah. legs are like full on balloons. Um, the pain is crazy crazy the stomach pain like not being able to walk like having to get up using the restroom I, we didn't have any help so usually you have like your family yeah. come and help you but it was literally me and arlene and you barry know, did everything and i became a registered nurse at that point he's a registered nurse he wiped it down there's the, all of theirs everything. The everything 
Um, and he really, really took care of me that entire time. But and I, it was yeah, really hard. I really appreciate that moment, that time we had there because it taught us a lot about how to recover, how to take care of the baby. The nurses were there teaching us how to bottle feed yeah. the baby, how to hold her, how to swaddle her. We had a lactation specialist come and teach you how to breast uh, pump, pump feed, feed, latch. Everything you can think of was provided by the hospital. Um, we had the, the rash came back. So we asked them to, to yeah. send a pediatric, uh, sorry, a dermatologist to come and actually tell us what it is. So we know mentally what it is. Yeah. And I didn't feel comfortable leaving the hospital. Like, unless I knew what it was yeah. because the second day my rash flared up really bad, yeah. like almost as bad as the, the day when I, the, that same day, like yeah. that same time in the morning, like it was really, really bad. And I just remember like breaking down again, like taking mine, they had just cut me up. Like yeah. my legs are swollen. I can't do anything and i have to like get up try to pee like everything fa happens so fast and you're expected to kind of recover just so home, fast yeah. and like go home but that's just not the case so my rush came back that second day and i told you like i'm not going home unless i have a diagnosis and so they came and like they told us like we really think it's pups so they gave me a steroid cream mm -hmm. um and then after that everything was a lot better so we were only recovering for three days yeah so days. after the three days we were able to get discharged um we i mean just putting the baby in the car seat for the first time like i i don't know what to yeah. expect i don't know if i was doing it right like you you try to prepare as much as possible but until you're in that moment like it's very like just driving home was scary but yeah. you know we made it home your parents were there because of covid we couldn't have any other people there my parents didn't show up until i think like two days after. two days after so it was a weird experience but Having the baby home was such a crazy experience. You know, like now we, this is our responsibility. We have to feed her. We have to change her. We have to. We've done a good job. She's make, two months now. Make sure she's okay. She's two yeah. months now. She's happy. She's crying, pooping, smiling, everything. She's that, so cute. You know, the, everything we expected. And, you know, and it's, then also like everyone that has followed our journey. I don't think it's very many people, but if you've watched this and like on Instagram, like everyone has been so sweet. And I don't think. Like, I tell you all the time, like, I don't have friends because I kind of don't. And, like, I don't see my family at all. Yeah. Um, so it's very hard. So when people reach out, like, about soul or, like, about us, like, you guys are, like, my online friends. Cause friends. No, it's crazy. The amount of support we've had. My yeah. sister set up, like, a food train for a couple weeks, like, because obviously we didn't get any sleep the first couple weeks. We did. We couldn't have time to grocery shop, to cook, none of that stuff. So she set it up where friends and family were able to send us food through Postmates, yeah. send us coffee, which yeah. is amazing. And, you know. And I think it's, like, a lot of people that we're not even that close to or, like, just people that we know and, like, the people who actually stepped up and, like, really helped us. Were the us people or, we least expected. Yeah, were the people we least expected and the people that, like, sent us gifts when we were still pregnant. Like, we really appreciate all of that stuff yeah, because that, it means a lot. And Emotionally, it definitely took a toll on all of us. I mean, you yeah. definitely, I mean, we could talk about this in another episode, but yeah. you definitely got the baby blues. Yeah. We definitely had a whole episode of we'll all that. We'll do a postpartum one because that's, like, a whole different story. And that's hard. Yeah. I would but, look at balloons and cry, but I'll tell you guys about that in, the, in but, another episode. But ultimately, you know, everything worked out. Um, it was definitely a crazy journey, as you can tell. It's not what we planned for. It's not what we expected. It's not anything you can really prepare for. Prepare for. And I think, like, I annoy you with this a lot, but I don't have anyone else to tell, really. And, like, you're my fiancé now, so you kind of just have to put up with it. Um, I don't think 
I've said this like a million times, but I don't think I was like prepared. And I'm very much a person that likes to prepare and likes to be ready. And like my whole planner situation, yeah. I'm very on point. Um, so for me, having been in this position and not being able to help myself um, was very, very hard. And now I've done more research and now. There's a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda, yeah. but I think even that's not where but you But I also should think that's helpful for, like, other people that can possibly, like, yeah. avoid going through this. So I, like, final words, I guess. Like, do the research. Do it all. Your plan is probably not going to go as planned. I hope it goes as planned. Um, just be prepared. Know your options. Um, I always say, like, I, I obviously said I regretted it in the moment. And honestly, like, I kind of did, and I kind of still do, and, like, I think about it all the time. Like there's not a post that doesn't, that I don't, that I see, you know, that I get triggered. Like little things trigger me. People asking me like very specific questions triggers me. Like I still get triggered about a lot of things and now like don't doing research. I joke around, but I'm like, if we had another baby, like I definitely do this or like I would do that. Like now I know what my options could have been. Um, so just be super informed about your options. There's a lot we can look back on and there's different things we could have done, different routes we could have taken. We could have waited, you know, but I think given the cards we were dealt with the rash and everything, I think we did what we had to do in that moment. That's why I think I try to tell you like, there's nothing we could have done differently because of the situation we were dealt with. And I think we can replay the fucking game all over in our head and, and try to restage it. But at this point, you know, we have a healthy baby, you're healthy. We're still recovering, but I'm still recovering, you know, it's a journey, but we have the support of a, a ton of amazing friends and family. And I think we need to be appreciative of that and just be appreciative that our baby's healthy. I tell you this all the time <laughs> and I don't even mean it in a, in a mean way. And I know you know that, but like women are the shit. Women are the shit. Women are the shit. I think and I saw you. I think once you like delivered the baby, I was like, I, you can have whatever you want, like a push present. <laughs> name it. Like we're still waiting. Like comment below if you're still waiting for my push present. Show me your finger. <laughs> no, my finger. Show me your finger. The I... camera. Yeah. Fuck a push present. I mean, your budget's been spent. Anyway, I just have a new found appreciation for women and the female body likewise and like even just like not pregnant or like not being a mom like just in general like in the general things you gotta go through and the like, things you go through the things we do the things we're capable of doing and even beyond being pregnant because postpartum whole different story take care of baby whole different story it is just a lot and we do a lot and whether you had a baby not naturally through your vagina or naturally because it's still natural through your freaking fucking crushed stomach it. You crushed it. um yeah we have a lot of reasons to be proud of and a lot of reasons like i, I tell one last thing like you know how like machismo exists yeah and how like men think they're the shit i really don't know why this is going in a different direction. <laughs> anyway, thank you for watching. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. This is our labor story. Um, it wasn't as funny as I expected it. I mean, I didn't expect it to be funny. There was but, nothing funny about our labor story. But, you know, hopefully you guys... I don't know. I don't know what you get out of it. I, people voted, though. I did I a think, poll and I was like, do you guys want the labor story or the engagement story first and engagement it was is next, but the labor story i think i think honestly since we're not able to see a lot of friends and family like, this is the only yeah. real way we can express our story or express our emotions of towards our experience and tell our story so yeah. we hope you guys you know 
I don't know. There's a lot of C-section moms out there, so I hope you can relate. Like, cry with me, message me. I I told you I have a friend on Instagram that also had a C-section, so she's been helping me out a lot. I'm happy to help other people. Whatever if you I need. can be helpful to you. And as always, if you please. Just need to vent. Please like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you want to hear next. We're definitely going to have our engagement yes, segment next. So that's a whole different uh, story in itself. But yeah, yeah, thank you guys for watching again. And we out.